Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes. And that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob. He's Kyle. And every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Get in early so we can answer those particular questions and see what's going on and see why the tire light's on. I'm not sure why the tire light's on. What do you think, Kyle? Got cold last well, night. We're going to have to get scientific <laughs> with this one. We started the week at, what, 80 degrees? Here we are at 20. Yep, yep. Tire, the the uh, air hose in front of the stations are busy, 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 mm-hmm. trying to air them up. So, uh, you know, air will lose out of your tire just naturally over, you know, every couple, two, three months, you'll sure six months, maybe depending on how new your tires are, because new tires seal to the rim way better than old tires, yeah. old, hard, crusty tires doesn't want to seal. They get You've some- got a couple tires that are over a year old. I'll say that. And you haven't been out to the car yet this morning. That light's on. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. Well, what now is it on because you run over something on the way down to, uh, you know, t- running around town, or does it actually low because it's cold? Probably low because it's cold. They don't like it. Yeah, that's one thing we don't. Uh, we wait for that light to come on, and sometimes that light doesn't come on. So, if it does, don't panic. Walk around the car, see if you got something flat. If you got something flat, then you panic. Yeah, and then uh, if you don't have something flat, you need to get to the uh, well to the nearest air facility, facility facility and take it. That's a word. Yeah, it is. It is. I just made <laughs> one up. We have air that's uh, hooked right onto the shop, so we got 150 pounds of air that's ready to jump onto that tire. Yeah. Compared to some of the uh, convenience stores that have the little piddly pump outside. Those are always where I end up in the middle of winter when I need air really bad. Yeah, it takes 45 minutes. You can eat a drink a pop and get a pizza and fill up yeah. one tire. Just enough time to get frostbite. I don't know how many people that I that have been stopped and I've asked if I could help them say, I'm Thank you. And I said, well, for what? For having an air pump that actually pumps up my tire. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And I says, I'll stop back when, if it goes low again, I'll come back for a tire repair. Yeah. A lot of compliments with that. But, you know, it's we're a shop. We repair cars. we got to have full air. We can't have that little w- wimpy air. So it is getting cold outside. So you know the thing that it's you're going to see or hear or feel, we're already done two of them this morning already, and it's uh, already 11 o'clock, is put some batteries in. Yeah. I already had a couple of those. So if your battery is cranking slow, uh, average life of a battery, we've mentioned many times, is three and a half years, roughly. That's nationwide. So you'll get more out of some and 
less out of others, just depending on it being the fact that it gets sub-zero here and over 100. The next week will be a big week for batteries in general because, I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, we started out the week at 80. We're at 20 now. It's a huge shock. Yeah, and you always want to get a battery so that you're not caught in the wrong place, you know, like you leave work and then you go to the bar for a quick drink before you go home, and next thing you know, you got to call home to get a jump start. And where are you at? Boy, I've been there. <laughs> I'm at the bar. Well, maybe you call somebody else. Maybe you got a secondary call so that you don't have to call the person that's going to get get you in trouble. So, yeah. But you're never at the spot you really want to be, and you're always in a hurry, so it's just a pain in the rear end. So, but it you're starting to crank slow, maybe take that time, you know, and uh, see if you got a. Most of what we see is either bad connections, bad starter, or bad battery. Mm-hmm. And the connections over the batteries will off gas. And when that what that means is that you got vent on either side of the battery and it heads for, towards the first metal thing. And if the first metal thing is the battery cables, they're corroding up. If the first metal thing is that bracket that runs across the battery, then that's corroding up. I found so. in a couple of things since you bring this up, and I didn't think it would even work. Like I'd read it in some magazine or something. I was like, well, let's let's try this. I mean, you know, anything automotive that I want to try, thank God, you know, I work in a place where I've got plenty of guinea pig cars coming mm-hmm. in and out every sure. day that I know I'm going to see in a couple months. Right. So this guy's remedy to corroding battery cables was to take a penny and stick between the battery cable, the terminals, right in the middle of the battery. I have heard that. It, it, it works. It does it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it draws towards the the, uh, the metal in, in the penny, and yeah. uh, that's the, that's where it goes. What do you call it? A sacrificial anoid. Oh, there you go. Just like yeah. on the outside of a boat. And, you know, to further get into this guy's article, you can do that with cooling systems, too. Hmm. That's why a lot of coolant temp sensors are brass mm-hmm. that are going into an aluminum engine. Is that sensor will take any electrolysis rather than, say, the engine block. Yeah, and there used to be a big problem with electrolysis back in the 70s and 80s, and hoses would Alcohol, go bad. coolant days. Yeah, it would go all bad. And, and once they switched over to cool, a different coolant, um, we don't do as many coolant hoses as we, as we used to. We do them more. Not even on the chart. Well, we do them more now because we're doing a radiator, and it's it's a great time to put on an upper and lower radiator hose because when you grab a hold of it, it's hard as a rock. Yeah. So it's not a if it's going to go bad; it's more of a when it's going to go bad. So that that's kind of why you do that. And every you know you do get a lot of heater hoses that for some reason they thought they needed to put a T in a plastic T in there. Yeah. How often do we actually see the hose fail anymore? No, you don't. It's always some, like you said, a plastic part or some afterthought they're trying to get to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, what was a great idea for some reason for us, I guess it's okay for the repair side, but they took, take a plastic thermostat housing and bolted to the side of the engine block or the Mm -hmm. cylinder head and let that plastic get hot and cold and hot and cold, get up to 220 to 30 degrees, and then cool back down. And It leaks. Yeah, after about four years, it's it's It's, it's done. Fall, it's it's done. It's falling <laughs> apart. It's uh, They could have easily made that a metal, but uh, they didn't. It's okay for us to repair it, but uh, it doesn't make any great. No, it's the not longevity a longevity of it is. No, it's terrible. Long, yeah, well, why would you do something like that? Yeah. I swear. But we see a lot of that. I think we uh, we see a lot of uh, planned obsolescence in, in car engineering. Uh, 
and the use of plastics. Plastics are a great way to save weight, but they're not for every car repair and component. Yeah. But once the once they see just how much they could save and how much weight they could save and how much money they could save, the, the car manufacturers go, let's try that. Yeah. This will last five years. It'll get us out of warranty. <laughs> yes. You're right. And they do. And they do. You're right. I did see a little bit of uh, estimating if the UAW does ratify the uh, what the demands are for the, the unions and blah, 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 and it goes forward that you'll potentially see somewhere in the neighborhood of $900 to $1,000 additional cost for your new car. Hmm. So we all know who's... What's another $1,000 at this point? At this point, spending it's... Spending grand. Yeah, or more, or a hundred grand, or hundred twenty grand, and I guess what's another 1000 to it, but I guess we we all knew who was going to pay for it anyway, didn't we? Hmm. I mean, uh, food prices go up, the manufacturing goes up, we... We know that crackers are going to go up too, aren't we? I mean, yeah. it's just it's just what they are. Can of green beans, it's all going to go up too. It's just that's who pays for it. But I guess they're they're figuring it out. I, I it'll go it'll go quick. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mister Mechanic Show. Five five eight eleven tens and numbers to get in. We'll be back in a minute. Coming this fall to the CW, from the creators of Marvel's X-Men comes the next chapter in the MCU, the X-Mechanics. Yeah, the X-Mechanics. Featuring your favorite mechanic mutants like Mark, the Tire Rotator. They call me the Tire Rotator. Want to know why? Um, because you can rotate tires? Well... Yes, that, that that is why. But I can do it really fast. I don't believe people have superpowers that cool. Prove it. What do you mean? I just did. Whoa! You didn't even see me. Featuring Bob as the lubricator. Ooh. They call me the lubricator. Need less friction and more heat? Well, just call me and I'll get you lubed up and ready to hit the road. Hey, uh, do you make house calls? What? No, I, I mean for your car. Like an oil change. Oh. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. And who could forget everyone's new favorite me- mutant mechanic? Steve Buchanan stars as Captain Coolant. Captain Coolant. Hello, folks. No need to worry. Captain Coolant's here to make everything cool. Cool. <laughs> Tune in to the X-Mechanics this fall on the CW as they take on their arch nemesis, Fender Bender, and anti-freeze, and anti-freeze, anti-freeze. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. Again, 558-1110 is numbers to get in. We are Buchanan Service Centers. 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and guaranteed brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in and see us, and uh, we'll get you back going. And get those get those brakes rolling. Check the battery, antifreeze. What what else? What got we got? Um, snow's coming up, so uh, tires, tires, tires. Get your snowplow on the truck. Get your snowplow on the truck. Yeah, time to get that out. Get it all, get it all up and going while you can actually yeah. see what's broke. You know it's broke. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we, yeah, you didn't put it away in good condition last year. <laughs> exactly, you did. You know it's broke. <laughs> yeah, time to get out, crimp some new lines, put some new fittings on it, make it so it actually works before you're out there trying to brush it away with the snow and trying to figure out what you got to do. Mm-hmm. It's probably not this much this weekend, but it's it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. So yeah, it's right around the corner. Yeah, tires in the, in this part of the country, we get a lot of um, ice. Unfortunately, you know, do you? Do you, do you switch over and do snow tires? You know, if you really want to get around and and, and uh, get good traction, snow tires may be the way to go. I want tank treads. Tank, yeah, yeah, get, yeah, there you go. You've That's got what a, I want. If you got a pickup and you got a bunch of money you want to spend, you could throw some tank treads on it. Throw those uh, tracks, I guess they call Matt it. Matt tracks. Matt tracks. Produced there, in War Road, Minnesota. Yeah, and there's nothing that's going to get past those. You're going to go through whatever you want to go through, so... It's kind of different driving a vehicle with those on there. Like, it's, like, way different, but it's fun. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have not driven. That's one thing I think. I drove a Ford to... Ranger with those things on it a turning, couple years back. Turning would be kind of interesting. Yeah, you got to really plan ahead because you're turning way wide. Yeah. A lot of noise, I'd imagine, if you're on pavement. Yeah. I was on a lake. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Let's see if we can fall in. Yeah. So here is, uh, I've just seen this article today, October 13th of 2023, the governor of California reversed a 40-year-old ban on cruising. Now we can go back, they can go back to cruising out there. You know, back in the 50s and 60s and 70s where all the hot rodders would kind of, you know, make up all their stuff and then go out and do cruising, cruise nights. And, you know, we banned it in this city a long time ago, and I think it had more to do with the... Uh, the fights that would start and the uh, trash in everybody's parking lot and, you know, blah, 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 that goes along with that. And well, I got my weekend planned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure they probably would come back if everybody would not do that all over the place. But, uh, you know, he just uh, they adopted some uh, different rules to maybe keep all that, you know, maybe from not happening, which, you know, it's going to happen. But uh, then kind of everybody wants to bring their car out. And they want to sit yeah. around and hang out and talk about it. And I mean, it, it's basically just a big way to network. And when you network, yeah, about that was a, social media before social media, it you really drove was. around until you found your friends and you hang out. Yeah. Like, oh, let's drive over here. And, and you go, go find something to do, or you find a guy that has a car that you say, wow, I like that. Oh, that's cool. How, who did that? And then you start talking to him. Yeah. And you just learn so much by talking to the guy that just got done building his car. And it's just so much. And then and the next thing you know, that, that just transforms into a whole bunch of different stuff. So, mm-hmm. but that's how you learn. That's just the only way you're going to, that's why they have the, the GTO clubs and the Chevelle clubs and the Mustang clubs and all that kind of stuff. That's like-minded people want to get together. But so they, they lifted that 40 year cruising ban. So, uh, now, now people, in, as it goes with California, because they're the first ones that did electric cars. Mm-hmm. So now that the they're Tesla club out. Yeah, yeah. Now that now that they've lifted the ban on cruising, I'd, I'd imagine that's just going to fall nationwide. Everybody's going to start cruising again. I can't wait. Yeah, next summer is going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Falcon Club. A lot of people in the Falcon Club, Kyle. Yeah, I think we got ten, twelve guys here. Twelve? Oh, I thought you. I thought you were going to say maybe more than that. I don't know. I thought you were going to say two. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. You got a there's, Ford Falcon? Please call me right there's now. There's 12 people that own a Ford five, Falcon. Five, five, eight, eleven, ten. Wow. <laughs> that was 11 more than I thought. But 
That's okay. Well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> all this input. All this input today. Here's another interesting article, too. Uh, there's a gentleman, and I think back on the East Coast, that's going to sell his rare collection of Porsches. 56 Porsches. Okay. And they're kind of expecting they're going to, you know, $15 million worth of this particular car. What was his collection based on? Did he have like any rhyme or reason to it or did he just, yep. every time he saw a Porsche, he bought it? No, no, no. I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm getting to that. It's going to, the auction is scheduled for December 1st hmm. and 2nd. He's, uh, he's got a lot of different kinds of Porsches. And uh, the, the, the thing that, you, that you're asking is that they were all white. All of them. 56 of them that were white. Okay. That makes a very interesting collection. Sure. I mean, there's a, you don't see a lot of... Not a lot of guys just collect one color. No. I gotta no. Like, I got to have the first production one, or this car has to be linked to a famous person. I see a lot of Porsches in a lot of different colors, and you know the, the main colors, like Range Rover, is black. And you black could, or red. Or, it, they've adopted the early Henry Ford theory where you can have it in any color as long as it's black yeah but you know other people have, have and porsche will paint it any color you want as long as you pre-order i mean you can paint it sky blue and purple if you want if you pay for it they will do it they're one of the few that'll do it now like ferrari i don't think they do it they got certain colors that, that yeah you gotta you got to go by. You get that particular polo shirt. You got to follow some guidelines. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you you got the whole pants and ensemble, and you know, if you're a Ferrari mm-hmm. owner, you got to stick to a certain thing. You can't just wear, you can't wear a hoodie and flip flops. No, and you're far beyond the New Balances. Leave those <laughs> to the Corvette guys. <laughs> oh, they, <laughs> something that's something that's sturdy. Yeah, <laughs> we shouldn't say that. <laughs> you shouldn't say that, Kyle. <laughs> All right, Roger. We got some uh, calls. We got. We head over to Debbie. Debbie's got an O2 F150. Debbie, what's going on today? Good morning, guys. Um, I have got a question. I've had my truck in to see you, and I think my uh, brake parking brake is causing a click clicking in my rear. Uh-huh. And uh, over the last few days, for some reason, I just haven't used the parking brake, and the clicking is gone. My parking brake light does not work, so therefore, I don't know if the parking brake is on or not. Uh-huh. So my question for you is, how much work is it to, to um, put a new... Uh, bulb in or whatever it takes is it underneath the dash or do you need to tear apart the truck is it something that's easy to do well first of all it depends on why that particular light doesn't come on so there is a parking mechanism on the left um kick panel Mm -hmm. it has a switch in it. it has a switch in it so that switch just could be bad so everything when when the pedal comes up it breaks that circuit and takes the light out if for some reason the pedal doesn't come all the way up and hit the switch the light would stay on obviously so it depends on if that switch is bad right there which generally isn't the problem they can stick shut and, you know keep yeah it every on. once it's in a while out of the realm of possibility so you you either have a pedal that's not coming all the way up you have a that switch that's on the that parking assembly or 
that's all working properly and the bulb and, and the dash is out. Mm-hmm. And you got to pull the, the dash out, out of the car, cluster out, and replace that particular bulb. Um, on that age of pickup, it still has a bulb in it. And if we go in there, if we, anytime we pull a dash, it still has bulbs. And we got one bulb out, we replace them all. We put all six or eight of them in there because they all have a certain amount of age and you don't want to go back in later to do it once. And bulbs are cheap, so we just do it all at one shot. So okay. the, to answer your question, I guess those switches on the parking mechanism, well, I don't even know if you could buy those separately anymore. Those would be something that, it's they been usually, that long since I've yeah, looked at one. I don't ever remember replacing one of those. And if you do, you got to buy the whole mechanism, which for an O2 may not still be around anymore. Sure. Um, it, it's probably not a huge deal. We just got to determine which way we got to go, whether it's a switch or a light bulb that's out. Okay. I didn't know if it would just be easier to put a post-it note um, on the dash somewhere to to tell me either to check the parking brake or to make sure I don't put it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's anything I want to screw around with because obviously I bring it into you right. and let you guys take care of it. And the majority, so it's, go, ahead. Huh? go ahead, go ahead. It's just something that I want to consider if I want to mess around with it. If it is in fact the parking brake that's doing it, Make sure somehow that I don't set that parking brake, uh, or have it have it you uh, you take care of it for me. Put the parking brake back on. Right. So it's just something that I've been wondering. Yep. Yep. No problem at all. Perfect. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Debbie. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We're going to shoot over to Bob. Bob's been waiting patiently about an F-150. Bob, what's going on today? Yeah, good morning. I, I called last week on my 04 F-150 with a 5.4 liter, throwing a 0174 code, lean mm-hmm. bank 2. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I replaced a whole bunch of stuff on it. I talked to you guys. You talked to me about the uh, connecting rods in the back of the intake and the vacuum. I got a bore scope. All that looks fine. Okay. Had a, had a mechanic put a light, a real-time scanner on it. Fuel trims look fine. Vacuum looks fine. Everything's within perimeter. The only thing I haven't done yet, oh, it's not showing any misfires either. The only thing I have not done yet is put new plugs in it because I was uh, the mechanic that owned it, the person that owned it before me changed the plugs on it. So my question is, would it be possible for a truck to still misfire and not throw a code if the plugs are bad? Being a Ford, yes. I mean, it can misfire a lot and not throw a code. But you're having a, a lean condition, right? Yes. And you're not misfiring. No. It, well, the mechanic, when he put the scanner on it, he could fill he could fill a misfire. It, it's it's got at at idle and at around fifty five, it starts sputtering, mm-hmm. and you can fill it. And fuel consumption isn't. Uh, you can actually see the fuel gauge go down pretty fast, faster than normal. Well, um, 
so you should be able to put a scanner on it and if it's actually misfiring you'll be able to see it believe it or not a lot of these these newer vehicles with coil on plugs are misfiring all the time you just don't you don't feel it enough. I mean, they're doing one, two, one, two, one, two, three, something like that on yeah, various. You can, you can get in a GM and put a scanner on it. There, every test drive, you're going to get a misfire. Yes, it's just nothing sufficient. Yeah, they're worrying about the ones that are 10, uh, 12, 20, 25 and above. A lot of times, that's what it's kind of going into a misfire. To look at the engine and just say, "Hey, that thing is kind of quivering just a little bit." They they all quiver a little bit. Even brand new ones quiver a little mm-hmm. bit just because of all the gas saving technology that's in it but if you're if you're a, got a lean code you're you're you've got something that's lean in there you're pulling air from a different spot um that's why and in, in, if you're pulling air from a different spot you're mixing that with air that's already going into the engine and the o2 sensor says hey something something's going on here um and it most likely those turn into intake manifolds uh because the, the rubber gaskets get hard I have seen Ford various times have problems with the mass airflow sensor, and it will cause a specific misfire on certain things and on a certain cylinder. Um, do that only on Ford for some reason. So that, yeah. that might be something you not necessarily replace, but I would start by cleaning it. Well, I I uh, I can definitely feel like a miss. Yeah, it, the mechanic says it's not throwing a misfire. Um uh, but I've replaced the mass sensor. I've replaced the de- or the upstream O2 sensor on that side. I've replaced all four injectors. Back, um, back. I've checked. I've checked. I've checked for vacuum leaks. Um, yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> well, I guess I. The only thing I haven't done is the spark plugs. I haven't done the smoke test either. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I would so back in that era, those trucks were tough. And they were paying to try to figure out which particular cylinder was misfiring. And you gotta it, use mode six. Yeah, you've got to have a scanner, a, a bigger, stronger, more capable scanner, maybe. And maybe you've got that. But if you do, it, there's a there's a system in there that goes into a mode six, and and mode six is basically a deeper dive um, into the system. So on the surface, okay. you can see things that are just misfiring. Every scanner can do that, and if you don't see any of that, you head over to mode six, which takes it down to a microscope level on the electronics, and that will pick up ones and twos that you don't see, or the okay. because Ford doesn't have a on General Motors, it's very they're General have, Motors are easy, yeah, they're their easy because software is fast. There's fast, and it's kind of really already has a mode six, so you can see them real easy. Where Ford Ford doesn't really do that in that era. So you have to go into that particular system in order to be able to see which one. And when we do that on a, on a bigger scanner, we're able to say, oh, look at number six over there. Number six is, is misfiring where it didn't see anything when we had it on a normal scanner mode. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. But they were highly problematic for plugs, plugs and coils, plugs and coils. Yeah. And anytime you okay. put in one brand new coil, it seems like it makes a cascade effect of the next weakest coil um, is already starting to go bad because now it doesn't like the fact that there's a brand new coil in and says, hey, well, if you're going to fail, so am I. And then it just keeps going back and forth and back and forth. In those, um, and it gets could be kind of expensive, but in those we kind of have recommended if you're going to go in, go in with a good quality Motorcraft plug and replace all 
coils and be done with it. And good coils. Yeah. To, don't go on Amazon and find the cheapest set of coils you can find, but buy a good quality okay. coil. And you said that the guy that had the truck before you put plugs in it, so he, he did he did a phaser lockout and new plugs and new coil packs and I went ahead and replaced the coil packs and the the coil packs look like they were in really good shape and now I'm in the process of taking plugs out. I know I probably should have did that first, but I know they're notorious for having crappy plugs, but they are and it depends on what you put yeah. in there. Not 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 every Yeah, the plugs are not equal. They they are not. Yeah. And some of the gimmicks Well, I, I'm I'm talking I'm, I'm talking about as far as them breaking off in the cylinder oh, and all yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. the head and stuff. But yeah, I I got some I got some motorcraft platinums that I'm going to put in there, but I just I'm just kind of throwing money in the wind, I guess at this point. But. Yeah, those those plugs are crazy. I I don't know who I don't know who the engineer the engineer was sick that day and they said let's just use that. Over <laughs> I have there. found that if you use an impact and take them out with an impact you'll break far fewer than with just a ratchet. Yeah, that's okay. if you have the uh, an impact available to you, yeah. I would okay. go that way. There's various car repair things that if you use that sudden impact thing that to just pull it right up out of there, mm -hmm. um, it works pretty good. And yeah, that easy slow word, yeah, you just have to you just have to know where to use and where not to use an impact on certain things. Yeah. Right, right. And, you know, okay. if you if mode six doesn't provide you with that one specific, because we always like to get it down to one specific instead of doing a blanket repair. We don't really ever want to do a blanket repair. We want to find right. which one it is, know that it's X number, and then once we have solved the problem, then you can go back and say, Okay, let's since I know what the problem is and that's fixed, let's throw the rest of the plugs in. Let's put some coils in it. Let's do some other things while we're here. But it, if you do the blanket repair, you never know what really fixed it. So the next time it happens, you, yeah. you spend a bunch of a whole bunch of money the next time around. So that's why right, it's, right. you try to get it specific. So hope that helps. Okay, well, well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Car repair can be can be crazy and time consuming, and uh, makes you think enough to pull your hair out. That's why Kyle's bald. <laughs> hey, I'm bald too, so I'm gonna have to go somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> well, All right. I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate Thank the call. You. All right, five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in. We're gonna take a quick break and finish it up. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic show, and and we were talking a little bit off the air. What what did you say, Kyle? We got we got mode ten now. Mode we're up, ten. Mode ten. So we're up from six now. We're up to ten. And and wh why Holy do we have mode ten? Mode tens for the mission states: California, Texas. You know, half dozen others that mm -hmm. do smog testing. Colorado, yeah, yeah. They want to know when they pull in. I mean, did you go to AutoZone get your catalytic converter code cleared? then pull in for a smog test because of course they're not going to find it they're going to hook up to a machine and everything looks fine yeah the yeah code's present out the door we go and then and you take it back to the car lot after you've had it all checked out and everything else and yeah. try to sell it and check engine light comes on yeah and so way to pass the buck <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, they've eliminated that and um I'm not sure. I'm sure that there's regulations to, you know, you got to have a receipt saying, hey, mm -hmm. this was at this repair shop and they fixed this. That's why the code got cleared. I'm sure that they have to have that paperwork in order to give you. And so is, mode, is mode Ted 
so codes in a computer can be cleared. Is mode 10 clearable? No. Okay. It so stays with your car the entire time. Now, you'll fix something. Your light will go out. It stores this freeze frame record for a shop to get into, and you can see, hey, this was repaired here. This was repaired there. Mm. And I can see where it's beneficial, you know, in my field right? with what I do because, you know, if I get a car in, hey, this thing's been dying. Well, I look back at mode 10. Oh, a few months ago, somebody did some work with a crank sensor. It had a code for a crank sensor. Let's look at this wiring. You know, let's. It might give you, right? You give know, you a clues. different angle. Give you, and that's kind of what we're. You know, what the history of the vehicle's been. A lot of diagnosing a vehicle, and one of the reasons that you know that just about every sharp shop charge, every shop charges for some diagnostic is just it's just not easy anymore. There's not. Lifting up in the hood and, and throwing the aha moment within 30 seconds and say, look at that. Yeah, cars aren't like that anymore. No. It's you, not checkers. It's chess nowadays. It's chess, yes. You've got to sit down, and, and the code that you have on the computer um, is probably maybe 10 15% of the time that's exactly what it is, and then the other 85% of the time there's something else wrong that's causing that particular light to come on. That's kind of why we say when you got an oxygen sensor code on, most of the time, it's not the oxygen sensor, unless mm -hmm. it's a heater code. Oxygen sensors report what they see. That's it. They just report what they see. and if the computer doesn't know how to decipher it, it just sends you right to the O2 sensor, and you right. talk to that guy and figure it out from there. And so what it sees is something upstream. Mm -hmm. Upstreaming on the engine. Downstream is or those exhaust sensors are in the exhaust. So sure. that's kind of why. It's just it's a whole bunch of uh, let's go find out why. Yeah. Let's find Waldo is pretty much what it is. Let's ask Jason. Maybe he knows. Jason, what's going on today? Uh, I hear the upstream-downstream problems, but don't ask me. <laughs> uh, quick question on a 2013 Ford Raptor. I've been having intermittent battery loss, battery failure. Um, I, I, they, I've been doing a bunch of research, and it's a, I've heard everything from a shift to park indicator that keeps your dash on which i've experienced and been making sure it's in park and the parking light lights up now that's not the problem it, um, my question is is can an alternator chart when it's going out charge your battery slowly or period you know can it not charge it one time and then charge it another or does it just go out is it either yes or no kind of a thing with an alternator so i'm trying to track down this intermittent battery loss problem hmm. I'd say yes to both of those questions. Sure. Yes, it, it can go out just boom and gone and just be done. And sometimes uh, the brushes on the inside of that alternator can make it charge one way or make it charge another um, or charging one time and not charging another. I, we had that just the other day on a Mercedes. It just would sit there and after a little while it would run and then you start it up. It wasn't charging and all of a sudden, boom, it came amp up. Amp start and, dropping down. Yeah, amp start dropping down. Last section to that yeah. question is um, – if it's not the alternator, where would you look next issue? Well, I'm more leaning towards are you shutting it off and it won't restart after a long sitting time? Or are you going down the road and this battery will just run out of juice and you'll die flat on the road? No, it won't die on the road. But what will happen is, um, you know, it'll be it'll start all day. And then when I get home, shut it off, go to start it the next day. It barely wants to crank over or does not. I'm leaning towards well, a battery drain. Yeah. So, Something's draining yeah. it down and, overnight. Or you've got a reserve. You got a new battery in it? Yeah, I've got an Optima battery that's not that old. And uh, I mean, okay. I've checked everything from dome lights to visor lights. Um, every everything. 
Yeah. And what we do is Ford, you've got to let it sit for an hour before you're going to know if you have a drain or not. Everything gotta, has to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I've put, taken it to a dealership several times, and they said that there is no over, over inter, or, uh, nothing more than like, you know, seven milliamps every once in a while. And I assume mm-hmm. that's from the blender door diverter, um, you know, recirculation door. That so would, stupid thing. So would you agree, Kyle, but probably, something's probably waking up? It could be. It's waking. Uh, things are going down. Everything's shutting down within that amount of time. Something's waking up, uh, like a security or just whatever. Do you have any aftermarket remote start, anything like that on here, security? Nothing outside? like that. Uh, the only thing I have is a winch and a, a rigid light bar, but all that stuff's wired into, you know, the switches that are factory provided. So sure. super crazy problem. Hang on just a quick second. But I'll check the alternator. Well, hang on just a quick second. We'll, we'll talk to you just a, a smidgen off the air and see if we can help you a little bit more. Okay, thanks. All right, Kyle. Another that's quick it. hour. Wow. All right. We made it. That's we all we get. That's all you get. That's, that's you all didn't you get. Call, you missed out. You missed out. <laughs> and you're just going to have to sit in the chair and wait till next week until we can muster up the call and fix your problem. All right, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in next week. Give us a call. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.